the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Welcome back to Hometown Radio. By the way, thanks to Myraline for texting in on the Stolberg line. A reminder that the book we just talked about, stamped from the beginning, is also available uh, through Audible. So you can uh, listen to the book as well. This is Leap Year, so we're going to talk about taking the leap with uh, Steve Weiss during the 4 o'clock hour. During the 5 o'clock hour, let's discuss about whether or not we should continue to teach our young people cursive writing skills. We'll hear from a couple of teachers. We'll hear from you. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Next up, one of our favorite guests, because we love talking travel, and nobody knows travel like the travel girl. Lisa Kocher is back with us. Lisa, good afternoon. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you, dear? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. One of these days, we're going to have to meet. Absolutely. I've known you like 15 years. We've never met. Although that may be a good I know. thing. We will. That might be a good thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> how's, your no- how's your nose? <laughs> Much better. Thank you. It's clear. To, I, good, I, good. I, I, check out Facebook. I posted the updated photo. It's almost all cleared up. Oh, I have to check it out. I've been yeah. busy today. I'm good on Facebook. Watch. <laughs> well, you're the travel queen. Um, bit of news I want to start with, please, Lisa. Last time you were here, you talked about the fact that starting soon, you were going to need a visa to visit Europe. That's been changed. Thank God. Yes. Yes. Till 2025. And hopefully they delay it again. What's going on? <laughs> I don't. I guess they just didn't get their acts together. It's it's ridiculous anyway because it's going to be it's going to be valid. I think for like three years, and it only costs like ten bucks, and you can do it online. It's just another annoyance, you know. But if you want if you want to if you travel internationally a lot, I would do global entry for sure. It's a hundred dollars. It's the best hundred dollars you ever spend. You just go. On, uh, you just Google global entry, but make sure you go on the governments. Because there's, there's there's agencies that do it and they charge you, so you don't want to do that. Just go on the government. It's I forget something. Gov. You just Google global entry. You fill it out. They ask you all kinds of questions, and then you get approved. And then once you get approved, you have to get a, a quick um, interview. But you can just go right to the airport, your local airport, and get it get an interview. And then you get global entry. When you get back in the United States, all you got to do is look into a machine because they go with your eyes, and you go right through. No lines. No fuss. No fuss. It's the best hundred dollars ever spent. I was lazy to get it. it. Took me years to get it, but I finally did, and it's worth it. Global entry, get it, guys. All right, it's on my list. So, but back on the visa requirement, it was going to be required. Now they've pushed it back by a year. But if you're going to go to Europe in 2025, you're going to need to get a visa. Right, and I don't have any definite information about it yet. So as soon as we get it, I'll you know tell everybody, of course. Because, yeah, like, when you go to certain places, like John has going to Australia, he had to get a visa, he had to download an app, and it's a whole thing. So I'm very careful about when people are going to, to places to make sure, you know, if they need a visa or, you know, whatever, any kind of documentation that it's done. Because even some of the Caribbean islands now, like in Aruba and Punta Cana, like the Dominican Republic, you have to fill out a form before you go. It's kind of in place of those. You know when we used to go like, to an island or overseas, they would give you one of those forms to fill out on the airplane? Yes. 
But they really don't do that anymore. You've got to do it online before you go. Hmm. So I always send like clients, if they're going to Aruba, I'll send them the link. To, to fill it out before they, you know, before they travel. So it's nice and easy once you get to the airport. Lisa, the travel girl with us. And I want to give her a shout out because our dear friend John Lindsay and his lovely wife Trish are off for a couple of weeks bouncing around Australia. And Lisa, the travel girl, is who they chose to put together their package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very, very, very lovely to work with. Yeah, they're very Hopefully nice Hopefully everything people. will go perfect. Yeah. I put them with a really good tour company, a vetted tour company that I've used, and everything. is. I just sent them his documents last week. In fact, I have luggage tags after mailing. But everything's going to be taken care of from the minute they touch down in the airport to the time they drop off their driveway to come home. They're going to be taken care of. Now, in a situation like that, does the client come to you and say, all right, these are the eight or nine things that I want to make sure I do on this trip. Or do they come to you, Lisa, and say, well, we want to go to Australia and we've got three weeks there. What do we do? Do they come to you and say, you know, tell us what we should experience? Or do they have their own wish list to begin with? Both, both. What I do when somebody comes to me and wants to go somewhere, anywhere, the same way, anywhere you want to go, you tell me what you want to do. I ask you your budget comfort level because I need to know that. That's important. And then I'll, I'll do a sample itinerary. Unless, like, and some people tell me specific things they want to do, but some people have no idea. So I'll do a sample itinerary with all kinds of tours and all that. And then you look it over and you say, oh, I would love to do that. Or, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that. Or, yes, put this one in. Or, no, put that in. You know what I mean? So, like, for Italy. I just know it's Italy. This is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quicker example. Like, I'll put, like, a cooking class in. Or... Um, a trip uh, to a winery. They'll come back to me. I don't really want a cooking class, but I want to do something else. Okay, cool. We'll take the cooking class out and we'll put something else in. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, a, it's just a trial and error. You know, some, some people, okay, some, I have a honeymoon couple going to Thailand, and they told me they want to go see the Golden Triangle in Chiang Mai. Well, the person I work with, the supplier I work with, is in Thailand. That's why I like to work with somebody that's actually in the country. She said that's crazy to do that because it's three hours each way. They're going to not spend. They're going to spend their whole day in the car. That's silly. They could do something else that's even better. So they suggested that, and I, I'm suggesting that to the client. But I haven't heard back from them yet. I have to see if they if they're okay not doing that. But because I have somebody that lives there and knows the area, you know, some people don't want to spend six hours in a car just to go see a certain thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes so sense. Well, and I'll follow up on that, please, because I was just reading an article online yesterday that Thailand is becoming increasingly popular for tourism. Is is that true? Oh, my God. It's the best. It's the best, and it is affordable. Affordable. You know, everything's relative. But compared to Europe, it's affordable. I I was telling Dave, um, I have a, a honeymoon couple going. They're going in December for two weeks. They're going to Bangkok. They're going to Chiang Mai, and they're going to Phuket. And that includes, this is going to include their hotels, like five, four or five-star hotels, a lot of fun tours, see the elephants, go to the floating markets, going to see some temples, all kinds of cool things, hiking, um, and their inner air, like, you know, inner island, inner Thailand air, not, not your international air. That's not right. included in this. $7,500 for two weeks? That's, that's, not, that's, that's, that's not that bad. And my son was just in Thailand last week. He said to eat, to go like a chef tasting menu, 60 bucks a person. You can't beat that. You go to a chef, you go to lunch here just to go to lunch 
it's it's forty bucks. You know what I mean? So it everything's relative, but but Thailand's very affordable right now, and, and I've been selling a lot of it, especially to young honeymooners. It's and the people are so nice. It's safe. Every, there's a lot of transplants in, in, in um, that, that moved to, to Thailand. A lot of people from Australia. A lot of people from uh, Europe. It's just a lot of people from America. Just with the, the cost of living and the lifestyle. I mean, the hotels are beautiful. It's everybody's so polite and kind. It's just it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful place. If you have it, it's a long flight, but it's worth it. Hmm. It's yeah. magical. It's we, magical. We had someone who worked at uh, in our radio station complex here. Years ago, he moved to Thailand. He loves it. Oh, yeah. I met so many people. I met a guy from Italy. He has he opened a restaurant in the JW Marriott there. His food was amazing. He was from Italy. He loved it. He loved he loved living in Thailand. We met another Italian lady that works at the Hyatt there, and she just she moved there with her two children. She just loved the lifestyle. And it's safe, and it's clean, and, it's, and the people are polite. It's just... What's the best time of year to go to Thailand? Uh, like December to like February, March, because it's it's hot, but it's not so hot where you want to kill yourself. Hot, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hot. It's comfortable for the beach and all that, but it's not sweltering where it's really uncomfortable. So, in a situation like this, this would be probably planning for twenty twenty five. No, I just booked the, the honeymooners are going December. Well, yeah, if you yeah. want to go like next January or February, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, their honeymooners are going in December. Lisa Kocher yeah. is the Travel Girl. How do people get a hold of you, Lisa? Um, they can email me at Lisa the Travel Girl at Gmail. Another 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 hot spot right now too is the Maldives. Again, yeah. there that's between like November and April to go to the Maldives, and um, you can do like a stopover like in Turkey. Turkey Istanbul has one of the best airports, and Turkish Airlines one of the best airlines around. Stop in, and they also give like a free couple of nights if you if you do a layover. They'll give you a couple nights in a hotel. And um, then you can go over to the Maldives. And it's, that's if you like to relax. It's, it's a relaxing kind of place. It's not, you're not going to go sightseeing. You're not going to go exploring. You're just going to be laying on an over-the-water bungalow. Well, <laughs> what, what's there with the Maldives? What's in, at the Maldives? Beach. Beach and fabulous resorts. That's if you want to go relax. If you're antsy, then you're not going to like the Maldives. <laughs> have you been? Have you been there? No, I haven't. No, I, I would get. In, I, I love to be. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a beach. I don't feel like laying on the beach all day. I like to do things. So, I mean, I would like to go just to say I saw it. But I, I've been to Dubai and Qatar, and there are good stop-off points too if you're going to the Maldives because it's in the Indian Ocean. Hmm. And it's a good stop-off place if you're going to Asia. You know, if you want to break up your trip a little bit, if you want to just go for a few days. Yeah, Craig's got some photos on the screen. Looks nice, but I, you know, I don't know. I live in California, so if I want beach, I can just drive to the beach. Right. Well, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. That's why, you know, when somebody calls me and says they want to go somewhere, we, we talk about, do you want beach? Do you want city? Do you want to explore? Do you want to just lay on the beach and do nothing? Everybody's different. Everybody has their own, you know. But it's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice honeymoon spot if you just want to be really romantic and quiet and beautiful uh, scenery and be good food and romantic and quiet and you like to swim. Hmm. 
A lot of these over-the-water bungalows, they have like a, a slide you can go right into the ocean on the, like a, on a slide. <laughs> on the Stolberg text line, Johnny checks in. Hey, Johnny, my family and I just purchased flights to Thailand as we regret not going there years ago when we went to Malaysia. However, we're going in late May where the temperature will be really hot, but five-star hotels are very cheap. Right. Correct. So what about May? What's he going to experience in May? He'll be fine. I mean, at high temperatures, it's going to be about 84 to 95 degrees. It's going to be hot, but it'll still be lovely. What's the number one it's thing? He'll be fine. He already bought his ticket, so he'll be yeah. fine. What's the it's num- not rainy. It's not going to be rainy. What's the number one thing he should do in Thailand? What's the big thing to do there? Well, go to Bangkok for a couple of days. It depends how long he's going. And, you know, how much it was to travel around. But I would go to Bangkok, I would, which is a city. It's really cool. I would go to Phuket, which is um, an island, you know, the island, the beach. Chiang Mai, where the elephants are. And it's, it's a little more, you know, like uh, hikey and lush and green and jungly. So I would do the three of them if you can. It's on there enough time. All right. Lisa, the travel girl is with us. You can reach her at uh, Lisa, the travel girl at Gmail. Dot com. We'll come back and chat some more. We're live, we're local, we're Hometown Radio. Glad to have you with us on Hometown Radio. Always good to be in conversation with Lisa the Travel Girl. You can reach her directly at lisathetravelgirl at gmail.com. John Lindsay and his wife are off to Australia, and Lisa has designed their entire vacation. And John has been very happy working with uh, Lisa thus far. Though, Lisa, as we're back with you, we should talk about what's happening with uh, cruise ships and the cruise industry. It seems like some cities around the world are getting tired of all the cruise ships. Correct. Because it's getting to the point where... You can't see any the people that are because they're not bringing a lot of revenue into the country to begin with, and because they're not staying at hotels and they're not eating at restaurants, so they're just take like well, you you I think you said it when you went to um, Greece wasn't there five gajillion people at the Acropolis? Oh, we we were at uh, we were in Greece in early September. And so in uh, Athens at the Acropolis, as impressive, as breathtaking as it was, because it was so hot, they were only taking morning tours. So everybody had to go up by noon, average of 8,000 people. And all you could do is just keep, keep moving, keep moving. And then I remember on Santorini, the mob to go up the little gondolas and and. We waited in line an hour and a half to come back down. And we had this lovely lunch overlooking the water. But all I could focus on were the five cruise ships all there at the same time. Yeah, so that's going to stop. Like, uh, it's just like, it's, it, I think Venice stopped the cruise ships from coming in or not as many. Um, it's too much. It's just, it's not enjoyable for the people that are there. And the residents are starting to get, it's bothering the residents that live there. Because it's it's ridiculous, and Venice now they're gonna. I don't know if it started yet, or if you do going there just for the day, you're gonna have to pay like a fee just to go to Venice for the day. Really? 
because yes, because there's so many people that that, that the sidewalks and the everything's like getting ruined because there's so many people. It's, but even when you go, even even if you're not on a cruise ship, going like into Europe in July and August. It's just so crowded. That's when everybody goes. I mean, a lot of teachers are off, so that's when they travel. A lot of people, that's when they take their vacations. It's just crowded. Like, to go to the Trivi Fountain in Rome, it's like 20 people deep to get to the Trivi Fountain. So if you could go off-season, like, you know, April or May or, you know, maybe September, October, or even November, sometimes it's less expensive and it's not as crowded. I think I'm done with overseas travel during the summertime. I think just think I'm I've, done. I've, would you believe I've never been overseas in the summer? Uh, I always go like February, March. Uh, I, I'm going in April this year, um, but I've never been there like May, June, July, August. I've been in September, but not. I, I just haven't never been. And then my husband goes like it's too hot and it's crowded, and that's not fun. We prefer to go like November, December when the crowds are less and it's you know it's cozy and it's. it's you know, the Christmas markets. That's a really nice time to travel. And it's a lot less expensive. So you can get good deals if you travel off-season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we always talk about Italy. I'm going to assume that Italy is as popular as ever. Unbelievably. Unbelievably. It, that's been the majority of my business for the last two years. Um because it's, it's, you know, it's everybody, it's Italy has that, that, that aura about it. And you do, you get a vibe there, and it's just really relaxed and comfortable, and the food's good. And you don't have to spend a lot of money when you eat to go to Italy. Um, the mom and pop places are some of the best. You can go have a full-course dinner for, like, 50 bucks, the two of you, and, and eat like kings. You know what I mean? You don't need to go to a Michelin-star restaurant in Italy because the, the best places are just the mom and pops around the corner from your hotel, you know? And, and what else you could do sometimes to save money? Because a lot of people, you know, you know, everybody has a budget. What we did, we took the kids one year to Italy. We went for lunch. We went into what's considered like a deli. We bought paninis. We bought pastries. And we sat outside the Parthenon, the Pantheon, I'm sorry, the Pantheon, and had a, um, had a little picnic. I, I don't think you could do that anymore, but you could still. You could just. And another fun thing to do, this is another fun thing to do if you want to save some money. Go to, like, a local supermarket and bring, like, one night, just, just go to the local supermarket, buy all kinds of cool things, and go back to your room and eat it. Have, like, a little picnic in your room. So you really can save money when with meals when you travel. And it also gives you a chance to interact with the culture. It does. And, it, and it's fun. It's, it's, it's more memorable. I, I remember that picnic outside the Pantheon, and, and, and the, the, in Florence, we went to a supermarket, and then we sat on the bed and laid out all the food, we put a blanket down, and we had a little picnic. They were more memorable than any of the restaurants we went to. Hmm. All right, so in April, I'm getting ready to take my first ever and most likely only river cruise. Am I going to enjoy this experience versus a traditional, yes. versus a traditional cruise? Yes, it's it's well. It's, I, I, big cruises don't appeal to me because there's too many people on the ship. A, 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 a river cruise is like a floating boutique hotel. You're gonna love it. It's very personalized. You're gonna have great service. The food's amazing. But what I would do is, um, even though lunch is included, if you're in Amsterdam or Bruges or wherever, go to lunch with the locals. You know, splurge. Go and have lunch wherever you are that day. Because it makes it a little extra special, and you get to try the local cuisines. You know what I mean? The only the only person that wouldn't like a river cruise 
again, it's very personalized. It's small. The, 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 the staff is amazing. Is if you have to have nightlife. There's no nightlife on a river cruise. After dinner, maybe you can go to the, the you know to the lounge for a cocktail or you know nightcap whatever. But there's no woohoo. There's no casinos. There's no shows. There's no you know what I mean. If if, if you if you're a nightlife person, you're going to be bored. That's the way it was. My husband and I. What was that? No, go ahead. My husband and I are after dinner. Maybe go, he'll go have a cocktail in the lounge. We'll go and then get, we're in bed by ten, ten thirty because they have you up so early. You have you up and out of the ship by like nine o'clock. Yeah. So well, we're not nightlife people. We don't need all that woohoo at night. That's <laughs> you know, so, so we're good. That's the way it was on the Antarctic cruise. The, I, I don't know the the strategy behind Regent, but they had a woman play the piano for a while. But after dinner, you were just kind of on your own. But because everybody was so bonded over the trip, you were just spending time with people visiting, and which was fine with right. me. We had a great time. Yeah. Are you and Kathy need nightlife? Uh, no. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find that you're gonna love it. You do. You meet cool people. You meet people from all over the world. We met people. Now, my husband and I, you know, we met a couple in their 80s and 90s when we went on the Danube. And we're still friends with them. They're still alive, thank God. And we went on another cruise with them a couple years later. They, they live in Vancouver. We love them. And we met a really nice couple from Florida the last cruise we went on when we went um, in Provence. And we still stay friendly with them. So you really meet nice people that you really want to, you know, stay friendly with, which is cool. You'll, you'll meet them, like, at dinners and stuff like that. And, and when you go on tours, like, every day, every night, usually, this is what they usually do on river cruises, every day about 5 o'clock before dinner, you go, like, to a happy hour in the, in the lounge. And the cruise director will tell you what tours are going on the next day. And then you can decide what you want to do. Yeah, I already we signed up. We always do, like, the, the local tours, like, do as the locals do. We always do that. Yeah. Sometimes they have wine tastings or, you know, whatever. Yeah, already signed up. All right, Lisa, as we wrap things up, the European visa requirement has been pushed back at least to 2025. You don't sweat it. But Lisa is pushing everybody getting the global entry card for international travel. Oh yeah, it's worth it's worth the hour it takes to fill out the form. Hundred percent. Thailand and Italy remain at the top of the list. You can contact Lisa directly, Lisa the Travel Girl at Gmail dot com. Lisa, I always appreciate your time. I got twenty seconds for a final thought, please. Travel life short. Take that trip. Take that trip. You know what? You always find the money somewhere, and you can you can you can do it frugally once you get there. It's just getting there, but once you're there. Again, eat like the locals, you're good. But take that trip. And you're good, Lisa. Thanks for being with us today. Bye. Off we go. We've got news, hand traffic, and weather. Steve Weiss is in the house. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.